0: Ladies and gentlemen, from around the world, this is me TK Kirkland. You listen to the TK Kirkland podcast. Your post you sent me, and I wanted you to um, talk about. I got you on my show.
1: Okay, so I'm a you mental health counselor. I've been a counselor for the the last ten years for mental health, um, whatever type of symptoms that you have. It could be depression, anxiety, trauma, things like that. And I have created a book, well, I authored a book titled My Rehabilitation to help people to, that don't necessarily want to go to counseling or they might not be ready to go to counseling mm-hmm. because, it's from, like, I, I started from a perspective of coming from the black neighborhood where we might not have the, the the resources, the counselors, and things like that to be able to help us through those times or through those emotions, and then we make mistakes or decisions that's lifelong that, you know, might cause us to go to be incarcerated or that might cause death or things like that from our mental health, from not having the 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 people that look like us to be able to tell us, okay, this is safe. This is something that could help us, and things like that. So I've created a lot of different resources as well, like coping skill dice, flashcards, and things like that. Self care kits. I I even do one on one um, self care consultations with people. I do actual counseling in Brooklyn and Bushwick and things like that. If mm-hmm. you are at that level to where you are ready to receive counseling and things like that as well. So So what made you what made you use flashcards and all that and and
0: did it were so you I, using this one day and it it calmed you down? Like how did you come up with that method?
1: So the reason why I came up with the the flashcards and things like that is like I just said, I I've been counseling for a long time with kids, uh adults, um homeless population. I've been doing therapy for a lot of different populations and a lot of times some of them is court ordered and a lot of times they don't necessarily want to do therapy or I grew up in a neighborhood where a lot of people, the stigma behind counseling is, okay, that's not for us or they don't understand and things like that. So I just created different resources to help people to be able to if they're not ready to go to counseling, okay, these are some things that you can use to be able to help you with your depression or anxiety or trauma that you're going through.
0: Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think, like, drugs, um, influenced by commercials, because we all are influenced somewhat, right? Some people are influenced by sneakers, certain clothes, certain cars, Right do you still feel that people can be influenced to be depressed even when they're not depressed, but they think they're depressed?
1: Um, That's a good question right there. I think that I'm going to say yes, because a lot of times we are affected by things that we don't even know that we're affected by. For example, a lot of times, uh, well, most times, our subconscious is taking in a lot more information than what we are aware of. So yes. it's taking in a million images in a second. So a lot of those things we're not able to decipher from within our conscious mind, and then some of our conscious thoughts come from our subconscious mind, and a lot of people are programmed or a lot of networks or TV channels or whatever have you made case or just people in general are, like you just said, are pushing those things into our face so that we are affected by those things more. Yes.
0: That's right, because I truly feel the government knows what they're doing. I believe all this shit is programmed to a certain extent. And people who are completely healthy can be influenced to think they're depressed. Give me an example. At one time, one of my children didn't like her mother. She didn't like the situation. Mom truly, to me, didn't know how to handle it. So what what parents do sometimes with kids, they take them to the doctor because, hey, I give up, I don't know what to do. The doctor goes in there and pretends they're listening to the child's situation or therapist, they're going to talk to me, what's going on, and they cannot wait to put that child on medication. Now, this child who's happy, happy, just going through a little something at that point of their life, now thinks they're depressed. So they leave there with a certain look on their face like a ghost. They start feeling that they're depressed. And then those medications have different effects on different people. So now you might have suicidal thoughts. You might have depression. You may be thinking about killing your parents, et cetera. So with that said, do you feel without medication, and this is a self-explanatory, without medication, can people heal themselves if they are programmed to watch things that's positive? I'm going to answer that question. I think so, yes. But then some people, I'm quite sure you know this, pick up some of their chemical imbalance from their DNA from their parents. Agree?
1: Yeah, I was. I, that was the word that was in my mind: chemical imbalance. So that that's what I was thinking about as the the entire time that you were saying that. But I I do agree that a lot of those things do occur and things like that. Yes, I I I do agree to that as far as like people prescribing medication to the children and things like that, where they might not necessarily need it per se. Now. I'm not gonna say in every situation that you know some people might not need medication for certain things and things like that. But mm-hmm. I don't think that all of the children that are placed on medication should be placed on medication.
0: I agree. I agree. And guess what fam? It's big. It's big. Depression the going to the doctors at the highest level it's ever been ever. And it all started in two thousand and six. Now, I deal a lot with insurance companies around the world because, you know, I promote burial insurance, life insurance, dental insurance, anything to cover your head, rental insurance. And one of the guys that told me one time that, do you know when, and to the people listening, I need you to listen to this, when you put your child on medication in today's world, do you know that record follows them all the way to the day they die? Yes. Now, say you 19 or 14, you're on medication. And then, okay, you're better in life. But when you get ready to take out insurance, with insurance companies, that pops up on your record. Yes. So they hand, they handicap you at the same time you think they're helping you.
1: That's, that's a lot of instances in in the United States. But, you know, that's a, a long conversation right there.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything is set up to destroy your air, you know. Then um, not only talking about chemical imbalance, you got people, some of the foods they eat can mess with them.
1: <laughs> so most of the foods is messing with you. So even now they, they've gotten down to to the fake fruits and the fake vegetables. So a lot of people don't know that it's a lot of fake fruits and fake vegetables, but, you know, that's another topic for another day as well.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. We could touch on it. How, okay. how How about when, in your field of work, how do you associate with if they are eating the wrong food and do you tell people to do okay. eat the right things and have you seen their, their energy, their mindset, and the way they think change?
1: Okay, so a lot of the it's I can't think of the name of the book right now, but it's a uh I've did a train I did a training before with this couple, they're an independent couple and they wrote this it's like a textbook book where it gives you all of the different foods and all of the things and how it affects your mental health. So from what I can remember from from the book and things like that, I know a lot of the dyes cause depression, anxiety and things like that. Um, soy causes estrogen and men and things like that. So it's it's a lot of different foods that it could cause you to have different feelings or cause different chemical reactions within your brain that cause you to feel a certain type of ways from the foods that you're eating as well. That's
0: so true. And one day I don't know I had a, I think I had a fat burger. I think I had a fat burger, and I actually felt my my my. My energy changed. I, I might eat a fat burger, a McDonald's burger, really just once a year, sometimes maybe twice. And I do feel a total difference. Then you know, I eat a lot of lobster. You know, I cook it at home. Not a lot of crab, not a lot of salmon. Then when you read the art, and then you read that, you find out there, excuse me, they they fucking with the salmon and the lobster.
1: So there's been a lot of tests done on on the salmon, as far as like. In the restaurants, so what they're doing is they go into a lot of high-end restaurants and they get the the fish to go, and a lot of times they're not even using the real fish that they said that they're using, or the real seafood and things like that. They get fish from Japan, and it's like very cheap to where it's not the cost of like the salmon or things like that to where they could you know make a lot more money. But that fish isn't as you know healthy for you as what they're saying that they're giving you,
0: man this is yo I and when you look at when you look at the way the government's set up, and you see the rest of the world, like they really don't give a fuck, yo, they really
1: no.
0: do not care about people. In this country.
1: It's, it's up to you to decide what's best for you, what's best for your body, what's best for your mind, and to move accordingly like that.
0: I like what how you put that, fam. It's up to you. And you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? It's up to you. You got to know. You know, you got to know. Because, you know, I'm much older than you. And, um, you know, lately I've been talking about marriage a lot on social media and you know, everybody's been on my head about, oh, that nigga's going to die alone. He's going to have a heart attack. Nobody's going to come see him. Not knowing statistics say you die alone any fucking way. You're assisted living by yourself anyway. Um, if you don't get your weight together, ladies and gentlemen, and you do wind up staying home and you got one child or well, you have a couple of children, somebody's always going to be working, a lot of these kids ain't going to be able to roll your ass over to wash your ass, give you a bath, <laughs> wash your hair. Am I right or wrong, fam?
1: No, you're right. It's it's funny, but it's the truth. Nobody thinks about that.
0: If your ass is big and you don't have insurance and, what, or, and you can't get into assisted living or hospice and you die or you're in your home, you're gonna die a horrible death because you did not take care of your body. And these nurses in these assistant living homes and all these these nurses are not equipped really to take care. You don't really have people who are really one thousand percent into you. I mean, when you when you think about it, your grandmother, your uncle, your aunt, pee things on. They got sores on them. They haven't been fed haven't got their asses washed. And nobody thinks about that. And all I try to do is bring these things to light before you get there. Because what's my rule? It ain't how well you live, it's how well you die. And this it is so important. And when you talk about depression and mental, yeah, and, and so here's my rules on on that. I have my moments. I don't think I get depressed. I think I get um I know when I'm tired. When I'm tired, I know I got to lay down because when I'm tired, things affect me more than normal. But I just have this ability to not give a fuck.
1: So, so what do you do at that point when you when you feeling overwhelmed? Like, do you use any coping skills or anything like that to to calm yourself down?
0: It, it's mental for me. I could do it okay. mentally, you know. Because once I say, fuck it, I'm good. Like, that's my toughness. But my background is sports, right? Like, I've been in sports my whole life since I was a kid and I had great coaches. And the things that they have said to me in my lifetime, I still apply to this day. I work out. I What people don't know, and I'm sharing with them, I do four to eight miles a day of walking on purpose. I do four miles in the morning. Before that, I do 200 jumper jacks, 200 sit-ups, 200 push-ups, 10, 30 squats, and 200 um, calf raises. Then I do that for a mile. But before I come back in the house, I actually go to the gym for an hour to make sure I bench. Then I go home, I cook, I rest and handle all my business. In that in the evening I
1: go do another four miles. And then you got a show after that?
0: No no no. I do this when I have no shows.
1: I'm talking okay, okay. So but so what I heard is that you are doing coping skills. Now you might not recognize it as coping skills, but working out is coping skills. Yeah. Um all of the things that you said. You um the comedy is um a coping skill yeah yeah your, your podcast yeah. is a, is another thing that can help you yeah. you know you're helping other mm-hmm. people calming yourself down and things like that so yeah. you might not you might take it as oh is he saying am i doing meditations or am i doing self-affirmations and things like that no not necessarily i'm just asking are you doing things to help you to be yourself and it, and all of the things that you're doing are helping you to be yourself. i totally
0: agree I totally give 1,000%. And I think comedy has truly helped me more than I realized, right? Because here's a man who lost his dad, his mother, his oldest brother, his youngest brother, way before I was was 40 years old, right? And my kids were like, Dad, how'd you do it? Like, this is amazing. Like, I would be depressed. I would be, you know, I'll be on drugs. You know, I don't do no drugs. I don't drink. Um... And when I take the time to think about it, I think about what you just said, but not in those words. You're absolutely right. What I'm doing the walking, the gym, my podcast, my stand up, me talking to other people is coping skills. And it does make me feel better, just probably even to hear myself talk.
1: Yeah, so sometimes we only look at what we think is traditional coping skills and we're not focusing on. The things that, okay, that we like to do, the things that's fun, because we all need, okay, so the things that you're doing, you're building up a lot of positive equity inside of you. So when something negative do happen, it's not bringing you all the way down to depression. Mm. That's why you don't get depressed, because you're doing these things actively and daily. So if you're not doing things for yourself to make yourself feel good, it'll be very easy for you to reach that state of depression or reach those states of anxiety and things of that nature because you're not prioritizing yourself and giving yourself that positive equity just in case something does happen.
0: Right, and that's what happens. I got so much positive in me that when things do happen, it's so much equity, a positive. It doesn't affect because I'm not on E. Exactly. I'm not on E. You're absolutely right. It's life, man. I'm, 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 I'm hearing you saying that. I feel so blessed.
1: And that's that's good. And, and I know that because of the way you continue to bless other people and try to help other people to see the things that you see because you don't have to give people the game that you give them Mhm But you do Yeah So that 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 told me more about you and the things uh how you see the world and how you want to help people and things like that So
0: Yeah, I do it. I do it every day with the posts cuz I've been going through all my interviews and I've been reaching a lot of people. The thing that I like about what my my posts, my shows do and I want people to hear this. I just want to give you another way to think. That's it. Everybody thinks the same way. And when I say something, especially about marriage and relationships, though, they lose their motherfucking mind. Because I don't think like that. I and mean, I get it. My life is totally different than the average person's life. And I think different and move different than most people. And because I, I, I'm, I'm 90-something years old and I look 50-something, it's hard for them to believe that. But that's why they should believe me more like, what the fuck is this man doing? He got to right. be doing something right.
1: They yeah, we need difference. people to think different. We need people to think different because if we all thought the same, we would all be robots.
0: Yes. And that's what I try to do. I try to bring give the game a, hey, Man, what, what he's saying may not be that bad. And that's all I do.
1: No, I, and I totally was,
0: Yeah, what's great about relationships when I talk about it, people come down on me like, oh, that's why a nigga alone or his dick don't work. I get all that kind of shit, right? And, but no one looks at the statistics of marriage. No one brings that up. They just want you to be married and whatever happens, happens, fuck you being happy by yourself. So what people do, they don't, they don't go by the map. No one never brings up what statistics show. This is what the government goes by, the state, city officials, and this is how it gets in the, in the news, in, in the paper, etc. So people will pass all that, not even think about that, to say, you marry because you can't find a bike, something you must be something wrong with you, or you should get I think it's fucking hilarious. But I want people to understand there's nothing wrong with being alone. I want people to understand that yes, depression does exist. But there's ways of coping and, and we just talked about what I do. Working out, walk, but you gotta There's nothing wrong with walking. Even if you even even if you're in a fucked up neighborhood Get up early, walk, if if you can. Or go to the gym and walk on the treadmill. Or go somewhere and hit a bag. I mean, really hit a motherfucking bag. And I guarantee you, you'll feel a lot better. And even if you're poor, you still don't have to eat bad food. I was at a restaurant yesterday, fam. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I saw a kid, couldn't be no more than 10. Was bigger than you and me. His face was so huge that I can't believe his parents and aunts was allowing him to eat like that. It, it, it was sad that they allowed this boy to, the way the way he looked. I said, "This is insane." Then when I talked to the teachers at certain schools around the country. They talk about how the kids come to school with these big-ass worker lunchboxes, how the kids eat so much at school because the parents overdo it. So even being fat can lead to depression. Do you agree? Yes.
1: Yes, I I definitely agree that being overweight can lead to depression and things like that because – then if you're in school, you got a lot of kids that's, that's joking on you, and if you're not confident enough within yourself to joke back or to laugh at it, then you're going to feel as though that they're attacking you. Yeah. So so that can lead to depression and things like that.
0: Yeah, this shit is crazy, man. This is crazy. So, so other than that, how, you been, how can people get to your book? How can people find what you're talking about, so we can get so, your thing out here, so people can, you know, see what okay. you're doing and try to take a different route in dealing with things instead of putting these kids on medication, and or even better yet, doing something for themselves.
1: Okay, so um, you can follow my book and all of my resources at mindrehabilitation.com. So that's mind M-I-N-D rehabilitation dot com. So that's 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 the website right there with the book. It got the the resources on there as well. And for people that might not be as active as you, um, a breather exercise to be able to help you to decrease whatever feelings that you're having in the moment is very helpful. So how I try to help people to to use this breather exercise is I tell them to take a deep breath in through their breathe through their nose, hold it in for three seconds. And then blow it out their mouth, and repeat that three times. Once you repeat that three times, right there, you'll start to feel a lot, a little clarity inside of your mind to be able to calm down, to be able to make a, a better decision. So, that's wow, something that you can like use that. in the moment. Yes, that's something that you can use in the moment. That nobody know that you're using it, and it can help to give you clarity right away to help you to make the best decision. So how you do that is you breathe in through your nose, you hold it in for three seconds, and then you blow it out your mouth. And then you repeat that step three times. So that's one step right there. So the three times that you do it is one step. And once you do it those three times right there, you'll feel clarity and things like that to be able to make the best decision. So
0: now here's my question. Now, how did you get involved with this and What made you – what made you – do this like you know what i mean like what what got you interested in doing this what happened
1: what being a therapist or coming out with resources yeah well Well, okay well being a therapist i i didn't know i didn't see a lot of people that well i've been i feel like i've been a therapist before i was a therapist the first thing that i did like as far as like a a job that wasn't paying i was a counselor and trainer for like a summer camp that i had went to with other kids in the neighborhood to where I got a little bit older, and they let me be a counselor and trainer to where I could help out the other kids to do certain stuff and do different activities and things like that. So I guess I found the love for helping people at an early age, and then my younger brother has cerebral palsy, so we are 18 months apart, and I've been helping him since we we was kids. I'm the oldest, so I've been helping him since we was kids. And then being able to see in the neighborhood not having any representation of black counselors in the neighborhood that I, I grew up in and things like that. To, and then I noticed in the world it's not really black men counselors either. So just that, that representation not being there and then me feeling like that I could be able to help people that could be from a corporate side or you could be from the, the hood or wherever. I can relate to black people on a lot of different settings or, or just people, period, in a lot of different settings. And then as far as the resources, I created the resources because I've been doing counseling for the last 10 years, like professionally, to where mm-hmm. I think A lot of people might not want to do it. Like the kids, a lot of the kids that come in, their parents, like make them do therapy and things like that to where they don't want to do it. So, Or a lot of people might be court-ordered, or it's just something that they feel like that they needed to do for something else. So i see the need for, okay, it's people that might be scared of therapy, they might not understand it, or they might not have a representation. So I put out these resources to help people to be able to get familiar with, okay, these are some things that I will be taught during the counseling session or things that I could be taught that is considered therapy that I might have been scared of that I could just, they could get their feet wet, and still utilize these things to help them to decrease their symptoms of mental health. For example, okay. like the the dice that I have, the coping skill dice I have, it's a six-sided dice. It has six coping skills on it, and then the other dice that comes with it, it's a pip dice. So it has, it's a regular pip dice, and then you shake them and you throw them down like like you like you're shooting dice. And it'll tell you one of the coping skills like take walk or listen to music or read a book or whatever the case may be. And it'll tell you however many minutes that you're supposed to do that. For the people that is not really aware of what a coping skill is, how to do the coping skill, and how to affect them, that that resource right there is to help them, too, being able to start. So, yes.
0: Hmm. That's crazy. I'm proud of you, though, fam. No,
1: nah, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, too. And I always believe in doing stuff at the right time. This is just the right moment. I'm sitting yeah. here getting ready for my show. I said, let me hit him right now. And you popped into my head like I thought I was going through my stuff. I said, I'm going to hit yeah. him. And I, I like when nobody knows I'm calling.
1: <laughs>
0: it, it, it just a good, it's just a, a good feeling for me. I don't know why I do that, but I love
1: that shit. Now it's it's a good thing for people that's not expecting a call from TK Kirkland. You gotta think about that. You right. one of my favorite comedians, so you gotta think about how I feel, like, you know.
0: Right. Now what do you now you in Cali?
1: No, I'm in I'm in Brooklyn. Uh I just had a show in Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I didn't know that you had the show. I've been off of the internet, like I've been trying to do a lot of stuff in the community and things like that. And trying to promote my book and like give it to the people that I need it and things like that. So I haven't really been on the internet as I should have been like recently. So I didn't know that you was here because this time closer wherever I met. Like I I met you in in Richmond. That's why I initially okay. met you at like four years ago and things like that. And we talked about you know me being a counselor and things like that. But I didn't even okay. have the things that I have going on now as far as like authoring the book and the resources and things like that. So, yeah, I met you there, and now I'm in Brooklyn. So it's like, yeah, I just haven't been on the Internet, so that's why I didn't know. But I, I definitely would have came if I would have known.
0: Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. All right, cool. So listen, let's give the, the people one more time the information to find your, your stuff, Ram.
1: Okay, so you can find it at com. So that's com.
0: And, ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the TK Kirkwood Podcast. Put the word on the street that, uh, you know, anybody's going through depression, anybody that needs information on financing, anybody that needs information on relationships and just life. This is the best kept secret in the world. Trust me when I tell you. October. Twelfth through the fourteenth, ladies and gentlemen. Catch me at the world famous Toledo funny bone in Toledo, Ohio. Get your tickets, it's going to be a sold out. Event every time I come there, um, they show me mad love and I truly appreciate everybody around the world um what you do for me, to be doing it this long for you. Some of you guys who just found out about me, um, that love me. So some of y'all know that I'm funny, but you just wanna hate I love that, too, because I understand. Um, when I'm a hater, I probably wouldn't be who I am. I mean, if you're a hater, that means I know I'm doing something right. I want to thank everybody. My man, I wish you the best. With statement. you got my number. Stay in touch. And I'll be back in Brooklyn in next year sometime.
1: Okay. So whenever you're here, just let me know. I'll definitely be there, and I'll definitely keep in touch, Let you know the resources and things that I got going on. So I appreciate yeah, you again. And, and-
0: and you'll be my guest next time, so we good.
1: I I appreciate that. You have a great you night. You're
0: welcome, family. Take care, yourself. You too. Come spend the
1: night with me. I'll take you to ecstasy
0: men let's face it as we get older our bodies change the largest percentage of men over the age of 40 suffer from some type of erectile dysfunction ed guys don't let ed creep into your bed discover bedroom therapy by By tk kirkland not just a bunch of pills to take but a natural way to regain stamina and put the spark back in your love life Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. Now at Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. And yes, ladies, we thought of you too. We offer the Honey Pack, a safe, natural way for you to decrease hot flashes and increase your libido. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland. At Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. Log on today for special offers and discounts. That's Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. Bedroom Therapy by TK Kirkland.com. Bedroom Therapy. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland
1: on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more. Visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the T.K. Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne Lagod. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.